People in the 14th century had no clue about how diseases spread, making containing the plague next to impossible. It was commonly believed at the time that you could catch the disease through your eyes by looking at a person as they died, leading many to abandon sick family members to die a horrible, lonely death. Treatments were equally barbaric and ineffective. Bloodletting, boil lancing, the burning of herbs and vinegar baths were used as an attempt to treat the sick with little success. As the death toll mounted and the bodies began to pile up, literally, huge pits were dug to bury the dead. One Italian historian wrote that layers of bodies were stacked on top of each other in these mass graves just as one makes lasagna with layers of pasta and cheese. As the mayor reaches her two-year midway point as mayor, her spokeswoman says Lightfoot is granting one-on-one -on -one interviews only to black or brown journalists. Yes, you heard that correctly. Chicago's mayor is saying she would not do interviews with white reporters and apparently not Asian reporters either. If that sounds absolutely ridiculous to you, you're not alone. And then one of you jabronis pulls the handles, and there it is. One Brahma Bull, two Brahma Bulls, three Brahma Bulls. You jabronis hit the jackpot. And then all of a sudden, you're jumping around like a bunch of idiots. Undertaker with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and his 33-pound head. <laughs> oh, what are you laughing at? Jumping around, screaming like a girl. <laughs> ah, Friar Cook. Yes, Rabbi Dave. It is a miracle. It is. I can hear. Oh, there you go. That's right, this week. Yeah, for the past couple of weeks, I, I we haven't talked about this at all, but for the past couple of weeks, I've been basically deaf. Um, it's weird, man. I don't know. This is. I was talking to my my favorite aunt the other day at lunch. I had lunch with her, and we were talking about you know getting older because she's eighty. Sure. And and like you know, one of the things I'm mad at my dad about is that he didn't warn me about all this stuff that happens to you as you get older. <laughs> so I I constantly warning Ben. Sure. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do this. You got to. My dad didn't do that. And and there are some unfortunate things that happen to your body as you get older that for okay. some reason I was not warned about. And you'd think as much as on the as on the internet as I am, you'd think I'd know about it, but or or at least research it. Yeah. So I have a problem with my ears. They, I guess, and this just, it's, it's like a light switch went on about two years ago. They just started going into overtime producing earwax. And I don't know why. That's Nothing odd. changed. Well, what's, what's, what's stupid about it is that it gets, somehow or another, it gets impacted and just blocks my ears. And I can't hear. And hmm. the first time it happened, we were actually in California. We were on vacation. And I was like, this is bizarre. And I thought it was from going through the mountains and stuff. And so I'm trying to unplug my ears. And, and I finally discovered that if I stick my finger in my ear and just wiggle it real hard, it would clear. Yeah, it's so you're like, creating enough space so you right, can get sound right, through. Right, So then it went on for, I don't know, six, eight months. I went to get an ear hearing test because the VA said I need a hearing test. And they went, dang, how can you hear anything? Like, come over here and as they pull the, right. as they pull the little thing out and it's oh, got a wad of wax God, on it. they they put me over in a chair and dug in my ears and anyway so that cleared it for about a year and a half and then about about two weeks ago I was just I was just sitting literally I got up one Friday morning and 
somebody's texting me. Sorry. I, I got no, Don't they know that I'm recording? I got cut up at, I, on a Friday morning. Couldn't hear anything again. So I'm like, crap, it's Friday. So I get my doctor's office is closed. And I, I am not about to go to the urgent care for earwax. Yeah. I'm just not doing that. So I, I got like three bottles of eardrops. I went through that. Didn't help. Anyway, yeah. Monday morning rolls around. So I'm telling Bill off the air, you know, because I'm on the air every Monday morning. I'm telling Bill, I can't hear you. So if I if I don't respond to something right away, it's because I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to repeat it. Anyway, last week's show, I was deaf. This probably explains why I'm walking all over Rod when he's trying to talk sure. and I'm just jabbering no, away. That, 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 I, that happens. You like know, a jabroni. I, I attribute some of that to the delay that we have in, in sometimes communicating over the internet. But my son has the same problem. He's, you know, 20. And he has this huge buildup of wax. And um, we've tried the drops and that, that'll clear it Doesn't up a work. little bit. Yeah. But he just, I don't know. You know, we did get these. He hasn't tried them yet. It's this like corkscrew ear cleaner. Basically, it's a little foam tip that you, you twist into your ear. It's supposed to like pull the wax out. Wow. It only goes so far in. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't right. Actually that's, and see, that's what scares me is I get scared about puncturing my eardrums. And yada, yada. anyway, I went to the doctor on Friday. And this time they did the vacuum thing. Uh, yeah, which was kind of cool. Kind of like the dentist, right? Right. Except we have a listener, or I have a listener, um, who uh, who hates John for some reason. It's traditional random. Really? Yeah, he hated John. Uh, anyway, point being that he was telling me that this is the most painful thing since since the 13th century Inquisition. So I'm panicked, right? <laughs> when he breaks out the vacuum cleaner, I'm panicking. I'm like, ah! I haven't even started yet. I said, oh. Anyway, it didn't hurt at all. It tickled like all get out. And I'm not ticklish, sure. as my wife will tell you, and my son will tell you. I'm not ticklish. But man, you put this thing in my ear, whew, I'm still I'm still getting the, yeah. the <laughs> goofies from it. Anyway, I can hear now. Yeah. Huzzah. I also don't have to wear a mask anymore. I take it you don't use Q-tips in your on the inner side of your ear. I do, do but but and it's it still doesn't help. Up, huh? Doesn't help. Nothing helps, man. Nothing helps. So oh, weird. Yeah, it, it really kind of is. I'll have to send you a link to those corkscrew uh, things. Yeah. So the bottom line is, I uh, I can hear now, which is great. But you'll notice that I've changed my headphones. I, I I've been using the the Apple headphones for years, but I got a sneaky suspicion because I use them every day. I just have a sneaky suspicion that that's a contributing factor. Does that make sense? Really? Yeah, because I because you put these into your ear. Yeah, and you're kind of you're pushing you're pushing things in. Right. Plus, it's right on your ear now. It's in your ear canal, and sound. Yeah. You know, it's a pressure wave. Maybe that's push. So anyway, I shifted back to the old Sony headphones. Not that anybody really okay. cares, and nobody can see us anyway. So. So what, right? True. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I can hear and I'm happy. I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Maybe. Hey, there you go. We're, this is, we're technically, or I mean, I guess legally, we're supposed to be wearing masks until like June 15th. And then, you know, COVID goes away. Right. On June 30th, COVID ends. Yeah. Which is, you know, nine months it's, after it was it's supposed like 15th to. 15th for us. So. Right. 
Well, you know, you guys are yeah. California. You have to lead a little bit. So here it's the well, 30th. It, well, yeah, and, you know, it, it's going to leave our state and it's going to keep creeping back and creeping back and it'll go up to Canada. Canada's still closed. How can it go to Canada? We can't go to Canada. Well, no, it's going to stay in Canada. Well, COVID can go there. I want to go to Canada. I can't go, but COVID can. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, that's why we went and got these enhanced driver's licenses so we could go to Canada. That's all we wanted to do. We wanted to go to Victoria, Canada for a yeah. weekend. Can't do it because Canada's closed because of COVID. Yeah. I don't well, know they're arresting. That. They're arresting religious people anyway, so I don't think you want to go there, Rabbi Dave. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's a Goliard tradition being arrested for faith issues. So there you go. Anyway, I don't have to wear a mask anymore, which is bizarre because I, you know, last week was the week. Last week, a week ago was the day they came out with the announcement, right? Yeah. CDC says no more masks. And of course, this set off a firestorm with, um, with Dr. Fauci today on all the on all the Sunday morning talk shows a week ago, trying to explain what this meant. And of course he couldn't explain it because it didn't make any sense. It still doesn't make any sense, yeah. but bottom line is then they put the CDC director, I forget her name on the other TV shows. And she's talking about how masks are, you know, the data, the data is absolute. And the funny part was there that I guess she had testified before Congress a week ago. Yeah. And they had been really pushing her on this. And so one of the questions she gets on the Sunday shows is, are you just bending to, to political pressure here? I mean, <laughs> with, you know, you say mask, mask, two masks, three masks, eight masks for months, for 14 months. And then all of a sudden some congressperson asks you, hey, is this, you know, is this really necessary? And less than a week later, you're out screaming, oh, we don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. And she said, no, it's not political at all. There's no politics involved here. It's all science. Meanwhile, Fauci today is over on the other channels going, well, it's the CDC, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so all of this creates just tons of confusion, right? Well, and he's further confusing things. I just saw recently an article about him saying that, you know, he, he's leaning towards the, the, you know, virus being man-made in origin and not, and, and not uh, natural. Did he say that today? Because I'm sure uh, by I, Monday he won't be saying that. Oh, he won't be saying that Monday. No, that was that was in the news. I think one of the you know Daily Mail articles that I had seen. Great. Well, according to Prince Harry, the Daily Mail is just trash anyway. So I don't know why you're reading that. Well, he's not watching CNN. That's why. <laughs> well, there you go. So, <laughs> so do I have to wear a mask or not? Becomes a big issue up here. And of course, we talked last week about Target and Walmart. Walmart uh -huh. saying no, don't wear it. And my wife texting me yesterday from Walmart. Do you know how nice it is to come in here and not have to wear a mask? Target initially said, thou shalt wear a mask. Yeah. And our Target here has big signs attached to the side of the wall saying masks mandatory due to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So a day later, I guess, Target walked that back and said, eh, it's a local decision. Well, they, yeah, they probably started seeing some sales drop. Right. <laughs> So all of a sudden, those signs came down on our target, and I guess you can go in there now without a mask either, but- Capitalism is a wonderful motivator. Well, but that's the problem, see? All these people are starting to not wear masks, and in the words of the inimitable Maddow, Mad Cow, um, Ooh, I like that. These people are, these people are, are crazy. These people are, are terrorists. These people are Trump supporters. They're vax deniers and blah, 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 and I haven't had time to rewire my brain yet, right? 
Oh, so, yeah. so King County, which is the largest county population wise in Washington state, it's the home of Seattle, which by the way, is not our capital. I don't know if you knew that or not. Mm, Seattle is I not did. the capital of Washington. Um, but it is the biggest city in Washington and it was named, you know, King County and they changed the name recently. Now it's King Martin Luther King County or Commonwealth or something, some ridiculous politically correct woke that, thing that no one's going to remember. Right. Um, they came out on, I think it was Wednesday and put out a big old grand announcement that this does not apply to King County. If you're in King County, you will wear, you will wear a mask period. We still have a mask mandate. And so the businesses are like, well, wait a sec, you know, yeah. <laughs> you keep opening us up and then you turn around and do this. Now, in the one hand, Rod, it's kind of a, well, it, it ought to be business as usual over the last 14 months, I guess. It shouldn't be that big of an imposition, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, where's the equal protection in this? How come I have to wear it, but Kitsap doesn't? Yeah. How come we have to wear it, but Oklahoma doesn't, you know? What happens if you don't wear it? Do they fine you up there? No, they're, they made a big point well, of going around saying, we're not going to actually enforce this. Well, but yeah, I know wear all, a mask. all of the sheriffs, the local sheriffs here said, nah, we're not going to enforce their, their laws or their right, but requirements. I, but I think for the most part, people went along with it. People recognized the, the potential for danger, at least the potential yeah. for this. And they, they recognize, you know, cause at, at, at their core, human beings, while dregs of humanity are pretty decent across the board. Sure. I think we all kind of recognize the fact that, look, it's not the business owner making this decision. Why do I yeah. have to be an asshole in here? Why can't I just go in and say, hey, okay, I'll wear a mask. You know, somebody asked me that this week. Where, was it you that asked me that? Where you stand on this? Because it, 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 and now the business owners are in this quandary of, well, do I require a mask or not? Yeah, I think we did talk about it. Yeah, we did. Now that I think about it, because there's this, okay, there's a mask mandate, but there isn't a mask mandate. Nobody's going to enforce it. And some places, you know, here, here in Kitsap, some businesses want you to wear it. Some businesses don't. Some businesses have been put about very nice signs about, hey, look, we want you to wear a mask in here. Yeah, but they're not going to enforce it. I mean, at this point, they're not enforcing it. It's, it's more of a, you know, we want everybody's business, those that are masked and those that are not. Well, I don't know that they're not going to enforce it, but you know, it's, there's this kind of thing about now you're, now you're into who's the vaccination police. Do you, do you really have a yeah. vaccination? Are you really truly vaccinated or not? Are you just saying, are you just identifying as vaccinated? <laughs> as well, apparently people. some people are getting tattoos. Have you seen that? God, no. They're getting, they're getting COVID with the date that they got their shots and the, the shot name Are on their arm. Are you kidding me? So Please tell me you're kidding me. I'm not. I, I'll, I'll find the article and I'll show it to you. <laughs> wow. So, but they're That's doing it themselves. Right it's, not, it's not the government telling them they have to do no, this. No, no, no. They're doing it themselves. Because I can see a government doing that. You have to have a tattoo on your forearm about that shows your vaccination status. Boy, that would go over well, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> That would be, that would be a thing. So <laughs> anyway, these businesses don't know if they're supposed to, they don't know what they're supposed to do. So some of them have asked very nicely and, you know, that's always the eternal question. Well, do I enforce my right? Well, I don't have to wear a mask. I'm vaccinated. 
CD says, says I don't have to versus the business saying, yeah, but we'd prefer it if you did. Yeah. And where do you come down on that? I would be, you know, if they, you know, it depends on the business, but if they asked me politely, politely to go ahead and put, put the mask on, if there was another competing store, like I think you had talked about the whole Walmart versus target thing that I might go shop there. If I didn't have to wear a mask, I'd leave. I, you know, yeah. Okay. That's fine. I don't have to come back, but, um, so yeah. I'm kind of in this, I, I'm kind of in this quandary about this because again, all things are not equal. I get it. But does a business have the right to conduct business the way it wants to? It and does. If my business says, I want you to wear a mask, am I really being helpful well, by saying, I don't have to because the CDC says, well, CDC says no, I don't no have shirts, to. No shirts, no shoes, no service, service right? right? Right. Do I have to bake a cake for a gay wedding? I mean, if I'm going to say that they shouldn't have to do that, they shouldn't be required to to force something like that. Can't I also say, well, if they want me to wear a mask in their business, then I should wear a mask in their business. Should respect their decision as a private business. Yeah. And if I want to do business, again, I don't have to do business. I don't I don't know that there's any one store that I actually have to do business with. Mm-mm. There's always that's the beauty of the United States is there's always an alternative. I can't think of a single place that I have to go. I mean, I have to go to a grocery store, obviously, but I don't have to go to Safeway. I don't have to go to grocery. I I can go where I want. Well, and it's similar to an argument I had on Facebook earlier this week, too, is the one guy was complaining about millionaires and how much, you know, how much they're contributing to the fall of society and all this stuff. And and they used Bezos as an example. And I said, well, look, nobody's forcing you to go to Amazon and buy their stuff. Nobody's forcing you to give the millionaires or billionaires their, you know, your money. Don't like it. Shop somewhere else. Right. You don't have to. By the way, I'm waiting for an Amazon package today. Well, there so, you go. Yay. So we're getting ready for our trip in July, and I ordered a piece of equipment that we're going to take. We're not going camping, Rod. I want to be clear about this. We will not be camping. That's that's a good thing. But we are buying camping gear. Okay. Like, like stoves and ovens and that kind of camping ovens and that kind of stuff so we can cook our meals along the way. Tailgate. Not, yeah. Anyway, that's complete aside. So I, I, I kind of come down on that. I'm kind of okay. If a business has a sign that says, look, we'd prefer you to wear masks, because, I don't need to know why. I mean, I assume yeah. that if they're asking me that, it's because their employees haven't been vaccinated yet and they want to protect them. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. What I'm not cool with is the government – saying no the cdc is wrong and you will wear a mask no matter what yeah or or what that's that would have been my reply or what well, what are you like gonna do if i don't cherry picking right when they want to listen to the cdc and when they don't it's 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 or, really a, a about power right. right don't we do the same thing on the political right i mean yeah, we, we do i remember when we hated well, the cdc i say we i'm not political yeah. right right i remember when we hated the cdc we we, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't know. I, I do know that theaters are reopening. Huzzah. Because mm-hmm. I do like going to movies on a cage. And I don't go to a lot of movies, but I, yeah. I do go to some. But I was informed this morning that going to the movies is racist. Really? Do you know why? Because I... over the last 13 years, Rod, over the last 13 years of this recent study that they did, less than 3% of movies feature Asian American Pacific Islanders as actors. And virtually none of them feature any AAI people 
PI people over the age of 40. Oh, and by the way, for the 3% of movies that did have AAIP, P, AAPI mm-hmm. actors in them, nearly half of those were of one actor. Want to take a guess who that was? Is? Because he's not dead. <laughs> oh, you'll get I, it easily. I can't believe no, you even I'm have not, to think about it. I'm horrible with names, Dave. I didn't even, I'm I, horrible with names. Well, it's not even a real name. It's The Rock. Oh, Okay. So, like, he's apparently the only AAPI actor that there is in existence. Remember remember back in the 70s, whenever you needed an Asian actor for, like, MASH or Star Trek or, or anything, it was always that same guy. I can't think of John Woo or whatever his name was. I can't yeah. think of his name. But he, he played Koreans. He played Chinese. Oh, he yeah. played Japanese. He played everything. Well, it's the same thing with The Rock. He, I guess he's the only AAPI actor they can find. And so they're lamenting so, are, this. So they're blaming this on the theaters or are they blaming this on the movie companies? No, they're, oh, I guess they're blaming it on, well, I kind of got the impression they were blaming it on me because the guy kept telling me on the news guy, our, our news anchor, Sunday morning news anchor happens to be AAPI. And okay, he was, sure. He kept saying, well, there needs to be more diversity in these roles. Well, well wait a sec. I mean- <laughs> If I'm writing a biopic movie about Jimmy Doolittle, right? Yeah. The Rock can't play Jimmy Doolittle. No. It wouldn't work. They don't care, though. Right, but they need more diversity. Well, that's my fault, I guess, because I'm I'm buying tickets to these movies. And I don't go to a lot of movies, by the way, but, but, but I'm buying tickets to movies that don't feature AAPI actors and lead actors or... AAPI people over the age of 40. So therefore it's my fault that the movies are not as diverse as they want them to be. And here I thought the casting couch was open to all. Well, Harvey Weinstein's office is if you're female, it was open, but. Yeah. It's kind of the impression I got. Oh, I also read an article this week about actresses complaining about the fact that, that they have to do naked. They have to do nude scenes, sex scenes. Yeah. Well, it's the same argument. I mean, why are there sex scenes in a movie? Are they integral to the plot? Are they necessary? I mean, are they really... Can you name a movie where the sex scene was actually relevant to the actual plot? I can't. Wasn't there a Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movie that... I don't remember what it was. Right, and I watched that movie, Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. It was one of the worst movies ever made. Stanley Kubrick. I mean, it was... I've watched that movie... And God, that was, uh, look, I get Stanley Kubrick and I, I get science, but that was bad. It was, it was yeah. just slow, boring. That movie could have been half the time it was, but maybe, um, God, I can't think of the name of the movie now. Sharon Stone, uh, Michael. Oh, uh, uh, Fatal Attraction. Fatal, no, not Fatal Attraction. Yeah, basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Okay. Maybe there's one where the sex scene is relevant to the plot, but. It's a general rule. They're not. But so why do they put them in? Oh, because it's the, you know, they want one to attract men. Money. It's money. It's money. Because, because men are driven a little bit more by visual things like that than, uh, than women, but they want the money ultimately. They want the movie to do well. It's a contraption really. Right. And, and so they put that in there. I mean, and, and the same is true as these other movies. Well, why aren't there more AAPI movies, actors, actors and movies? Because the only one that can actually make any money right now is is the rock i i have never watched a rock movie go ahead 
They, uh, I was going to say that, but, you know, but there was the crazy rich Asians movie that was pretty much predominantly all AAPI people. I never even saw that. And they did really, it did really well. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. See, is that proof then that that's what we want to see, right? More of that. I, I don't I'm, know that I've I'm, seen a lot of rock movies. I, I, I've seen a couple. I know he redid Jumanji. I don't know why. Which is pretty funny. Is it better than the original? Which wasn't well, all that great to begin with, but. Um, it, it's a different, you know, there was, it's more comedic, right? Because you've got Kevin Hart. You've got The Rock. You've got Jack Black. I mean, the, the play on the characters is much more comedic. It's, it's, it is pretty funny. I might have to watch that. I do know this. I, I hate Disney. I, this is well known. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't already know. And this is nothing new. I, I don't dislike Disney because of their recent stupidity. I've mm-hmm. disliked Disney for a long time. I wouldn't go to Disneyland if Rod was paying for it. I mean, Same. all expenses. And, and, I, and I'm the opposite because our family kind of loves Disney. And I have no idea why. I, to me, Disneyland is just... Uh, it's insane. And yet... So, but I, but I, my son likes Disney movies. Mm-hmm. He's got the Disney channel. And so, so the other night we had one of those moments where we we're having a family moment. He curls up on the bed and they watched Moana, which I had never seen before. Okay. Yeah. And you know what the remarkable thing to me about this was? What? We didn't have any conversations about AAPI actors and actresses. We didn't have any conversations about how the Pacific Islanders were racially different or motivated by different things or that they had wildly different beliefs than we do because they were looking for this, you know, idle thing that was going to do none of that. You know, you know what was remarkable to me about this movie? And my wife got a great video of it. My son singing along with the songs. Yeah. And that's why we go to the movies. We don't go to the movies because somebody is a certain race or a certain sect or a certain belief matter. We go to them because they're enjoyable and because they're fun and because they create memories. And maybe if we well, worry more about that. It, it, it's like when it's when it's forced upon you, this whole, you know, um, basically all the sexism and all that stuff. It's like the remake of Ghostbusters where they replaced all the characters oh with women. I mean. Did you actually see I, that? Because I didn't. Uh, not for years until I, until it was on like a video and I didn't even rent it. It was just, it showed up as available. So I'm like, well, I'm going to say I watched it and it was bad. It was really bad. I've heard that about Ocean's funny. 8. I love the Ocean's movies. I, I like the original Ocean's 11 and I like the yeah. remake of Ocean's 11. I think they're both really good movies. I Ocean's 12, I wasn't as impressed. Yeah. Ocean's 13 was fantastic. But I have no interest in Ocean's 8 at all. Is that because I'm a misogynist? Or because I know it's a crap movie. Both. <laughs> I'm Rabbi Dave. <laughs> Friar Cook. And we'll be right back. You know it. They want that top drop music out, windows down, G's up. Welcome back. It's What the Frock. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And we are here on your Sunday mornings. It's raining here. I don't know what it's doing there. It's sunny. It's going to be in the uh, 80s today. Man, we had a great weekend last week. It was fantastic. It was so, so warm, Rod, that we went and bought an air conditioner. Really? And it's still in the box in the bedroom. Because since the moment we bought it, it's been like 50 degrees. uh, Well, there's some weather fronts that came through. Right. They had a whole thing last week about, you know, we, we used to average 30 days over 80 
a year. Now we're averaging 40 days over 80 a year and blah, blah, blah. So we went and bought the air conditioner and then the next day there we didn't go. need it. It's like crap. Oh, well, we'll need it at some point and I'll install it. Yeah. Makes me say what the frock. So my, I was reading this week about science because that's what I like to read about for sure. my, for my fun stuff. And I came across this wonderful article that just, this is after I listened to the whole, cause I spent three hours listening to the, the interview with, uh, with Prince Harry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I did a whole show on it on Friday. So if you, you want to know what I think about it, then, then there you go. But the good Lord, those people are messed up. And it, but in the middle of all this, I came across this article about Charles Darwin. Mm-hmm. His book, The Descent of Man. Now, look, I don't, I don't really care where you stand on the theory of evolution. I, I, I really don't care what you think about it. I, I just don't. Um, I'm a lifelong believer that there is a unity between the sciences and religion and theology that we just don't want to see. And it goes yeah. back to Galileo. I mean, the church knew that Galileo was right. They they knew that, but they didn't care. They were, you know, it was all about power and let's lock the guy away. I have, uh, I read a book many, many years ago about, the title of the book is Genesis and the Big Bang. And it, it, it changed my, my view of things in a lot of ways. Most people... Most people equate E equals MC squared to atomic power. That's what they know. E equals MC squared, atomic bombs, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much more than that. The theory of relativity is so much more than releasing nuclear fission. Um, and it, it changed my viewpoint. And since that time, I've always had this viewpoint of science and faith is, it's, I'm a little weird. I admit that. So this book, Charles Darwin, Descent of Man is his continuation of his theory of evolution, right? It's, it's he's mm-hmm. applying his theory to, to man. It's 11 years after he published the origin of the species and he's had time to think about things. He's had time to, you know, review them. And so now he's thinking about, okay, how would this apply to, to humans? And so in his inimitable 1870s way, he writes this book where he talks about how you know, man would descend this way, that way, what factors were involved, survival. This is where survival of the fittest comes in, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But because he's living in the 1870s, Rod, and he is an Englishman, (laughs) some things naturally kind of spill over into the book, right? And of course, now here we are in 2021, And the book is being, well, it offers a racist and sexist view of humanity, according to Princeton University anthropologist Augustine Fuentes. Writing in science, she accuses the the famed British naturalist of letting racism, sexism, and misogyny warp the scientific process and influence his findings. Accuses him of being dangerously wrong on a number of assertions, Imagine that Darwin being wrong on some things, um, <laughs> including presenting his data through a cloud of racism and sexism that suggests that women and non-whites were people are white people are less than, I guess the others. 
Today, students are taught that Darwin was the father of evolutionary theory. A genius scientist, she wrote. Is that not true? Is he not the father of the evolutionary theories? Was he not I a genius he was. science? I mean, whether you agree with him or not, whether, whether evidence has showed, I mean, he opened some doors for this guy. But she wrote, they should also be taught that he was an English man with unfounded prejudices that warped his view of data and experience. Dun, they, dun, dun. they literally want to cancel Darwin, which I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. There's a part of me. Okay. The scientific brain in my head says these people are freaking wackadoodles and she's teaching anthropology at Princeton university. That's so, scary. Anthropology, you know, dealing with human societies and, and the likes of that. One of the greatest, one of the biggest factors in humanity and human society is the fact that for most of our existence, we have been, I don't know, racist, misogynist, and sexist. Sure. That's yeah. who we are. It's what helped make us. Is it right or wrong? Not for me to say. I don't treat my wife the way I'm sure some of my ancestors treated their wives, but I don't live when they lived. Yeah. Whether I accept evolution or not really isn't a point for this discussion. I do. But um, the bottom line is that he, uh, he came up with the idea. Now, I also know that if he hadn't, somebody else would have. Probably. But at the same time. So should I say he didn't because he was, quote, warped by sexism, racism, and misogyny? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this whole religion of woke, I think, in, in many ways, right? And it is a religion because it, it's they're deniers. <laughs> they're almost science deniers in a way because the person had that – because this person you know, was sexist and had this warped view. There's no way we can – yeah, we, we can't listen to them. They have nothing right. good to say. And yet, and yet at the same time, what do you want to bet that Professor Fuentes teaches evolutionary the theory as part of her anthropological beliefs? What do you want to bet? Why do you want to bet that I could probably look in her papers somewhere and find multiple references to how we evolved anthropologically? Yeah. And where did she get this idea? Where did she get this, this learning from? Yeah. And so now she's turning around and attacking him because – he lived 150 freaking years ago. And back then, oh, I don't know, stupid things were happening. I mean, sure. I mean, there was racism. That was part of part of our existence. And I think denying that say, – saying that it shouldn't have is one thing. Saying that because it did, this person is evil is – Yeah. It's different. I don't know. I, the sexism part I don't really get because <laughs> – you know, women are women, man. Women have been women for millions <laughs> upon millions of years. And men have been men. And I don't think anybody really believes that men just, you know, absolutely control women. No. Handmaiden's tale notwithstanding. I I, I know my wife can look at me and get the me to do anything. Ones. Right. My wife can get <laughs> me to do anything. <laughs> and it doesn't take what you think it takes. It's just, you know. <laughs> no. But at the same time. I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm bemused by this because my other hat, my societal hat looks at this and goes, these people are using his science to cancel Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> and that literally makes me say, what the frock? Yeah. 
Well, so my my story this time is, you know, it, it could be considered uh, close to uh, a kind of a Darwin type of situation, right? Uh, the Darwin Awards, but it really wasn't someone who who did something stupid and, and killed himself. Apparently, this this couple, this Russian couple, uh, had been drinking and and got into some kind of an argument, and. Uh, yeah, the the woman to try and calm her her husband down decides to sit on him. Now, in, under an, I think normal circumstances that that wouldn't be a big deal. But this woman was two hundred and twenty four pounds, and she was sitting on his on her husband face down uh, in the bed, and uh, basically she ended up killing him because uh, he he couldn't breathe. And then of course she freaked out afterwards, and of uh, course uh, because you know he he's not waking up. So that's, this led that's to a, kind of this led to a whole discussion between Rod, Bill and I about yeah. this whole thing. And <laughs> for the life of me, I couldn't believe that these two guys had not seen there. It used to be this. It was a wonderful show called a thousand ways to die. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it or not. If you haven't seen it, I've seen parts of it. Google before, it prior to this show is awesome. This show, my wife and I used to sit and watch this show when it was on because it was not only was it interesting, but it was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, people dying in really stupid ways and funny ways. And That's why the Darwin uh, Awards are funny. Right. It's kind of like one of those things where I almost hope maybe someday I could be on this show. But then again, I don't really want to die a dumb death. So <laughs> there's, there's an episode where this guy is a chubby chaser, I guess. Yeah. As salesman and he meets a woman and things happen and she kills him that way. Right. Yeah. And she's I love worried. the reenactment. The reenactment. Right. The funny. reenactments that's are hilarious. great. Cause that's what they do. They reenact this whole thing. And she's at that's the good. end of it. She's like, Oh no. <laughs> I can imagine the male actor saying, you want me to what lay on the bed and just die. Okay. <laughs> but even that's not the best part of that one. Okay. Cause, and I can't find it. I, I don't want to buy the whole show because, you know, sure. the whole show's available streaming wise. I don't want to buy the whole thing, but someday I will find it. and I will share it with you because okay. that's the first one. That's like dumb way to die. Number four fifty one, yeah. And somewhere downstream in the show, like 1026 or something is a repeat of this same, inc- same type of incident with two other people. Uh-huh. But the punchline of the whole thing is the gals doing her thing. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when she realizes that he's dead, up and says, oh no, not again. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. It's What the Frock. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And, uh, Rod, as a public service, I thought we could uh, we could help people out today. Both of <laughs> us are happily married, but yeah. that doesn't mean that everybody listens to the show is. And I recognize the fact that we have some sort of civic duty here to to be as helpful to those people as we can possibly be. Okay. He has no idea where this is going. <laughs> I have no me, idea. He's no, staring I'm at just, me like, what? I'm just saying, yep, let's go. Okay. So apparently there are apps on your phone that will help you find true love. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I mean, I don't know if it's true I, love, but I know. I have no familiarity with phone. these, but I, as I understand it, you can look on the app and it'll say, see, in the early days of computer dating, online dating, I, I, I participated in that because I wasn't married back then. And what I discovered was online dating was almost as bad as real dating. I mean, it was one of my yeah. first dates online was with a woman who had three kids by or four kids by three different dads. And she was looking Ooh. for, she was looking for someone to be, you know, dad, to all of them. And I was like, mm, I just don't know that I'm ready for that. Um, well, you know, it could be that, you know, her life is to serve as a warning to others. Could be. <laughs> um, so oddly enough, she was deaf in one ear too. Uh, going call back to the beginning of the show. Other, other online dates were, Oddly, Rod, they were less about dating and, and well, you know, you know where that was headed, right? I mean, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nature being so, nature. Nature being nature. Um, but nowadays, I guess it's become much more technological and it's sure. not the eHarmony 15,000 ways of matching you. And I don't know if you ever did that or not. You probably didn't, no, but I, but I no, did. I God bless America. I spent more time filling out that paperwork than I did. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, because they have to assess you. Right. Which is weird because do they really care? Well, they, they want success, right? They want success stories to help drive more do business. They? What happens if I, okay, let's say that I sign up for this online dating thing and the first person I meet, I end up marrying. Yeah. What happens to my monthly membership on my online dating system? Well, it goes away. Right. But you're a success story, so they could still promote that. Right. But can they get my money anymore? So how successful do they really want to be? Well, maybe they maybe by testing they realize within about five years you'll be back. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if they're really looking for compatibility <laughs> or if they're looking for, yeah, this will keep this guy going. For, it's like golf, man. It, it really is. It's like golf. Okay, <laughs> you go out, you're playing golf, you suck, you suck, you suck. You get to the 18th hole, boom, birdie. You're like, yeah. crap. Now I got to go play again. <laughs> right. It's the same well, thing. Yeah, I suppose you could save yourself some time and money and just play miniature golf. <laughs> I guess you could. Anyway, point of all this being that there are apps now that are much more sophisticated. You look at a picture of a person and you swipe left or swipe right. Yeah. And that's it. And if you swipe left, you're saying, hell no. And if you swipe right, you're saying, hmm, I like that person. Yeah. And then I guess it hooks you up and you can chit chat or whatever. But it has to be mutual. Yeah. So you can swipe right on somebody, but they swipe left on you. And it's like, great. How's that helping my self-esteem any? Sure. But there is a way to improve your odds, Rod. A way to improve the chances of someone looking at your photograph and swiping right. Okay. Do you want to know what that way is? Uh, go ahead and hit me. I'm, I'm ready. You'll be amazed. I mean, wh what kind of things could you think about that would you know improve your odds of someone swiping right? Maybe a glamour photo. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe using yeah. the rocks picture as yours because he's better looking than you'll ever be. Be a Photoshop expert. Could do that. You could. You could always put in there. I may not look like much, but I'm rich. True. Take your picture in front of a Lamborghini. There are all kinds of things you could do to help attract the opposite sex, right? Yeah. Because you're probably in that Darwinian, not quite the fittest mode and, and you know, yeah. your survival you're, is at you're risk. You're a beta male. Right. <laughs> if that still exists anymore, if we haven't canceled that. 
So the bottom line is there's one thing that they have discovered that you can do. And in fact, even the companies that run these things now have said, okay, if this person has this quality, we will automatically boost their profile automatically without charging them more money. Oh, nice. If you What's want more swipe, well, if you want more swipe rights, Rod, and I know you do, put I am vaccinated on your profile. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. They have statistics. Well, they announced that they have statistics. The CDC, the CDC announced this, Rod. That if you 14% better chance of getting a swipe right if you put on your profile that you are vaccinated than if you do not. Here's my vax card. Take your picture with your vaccination card. Here's my tattoo. (laughs) Here's my card. Write it on the bottom. I'm vax. Put it on your license plate. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, but put it all out there. And then 14% better chance of hooking up with a whore. I mean, getting a match. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're here to help. That'll be a quickie. We're here to help. I see what you did there. We're here to help. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, as we come to the end of yet another episode of What the Frock, I'm still Rabbi Dave. And I'm still Friar Cook. And I finally this week, Rod, got off my butt and went and actually looked at what I changed the email address to. Because I did change it. Yeah. I just kept forgetting what it was. Okay. Which is stupid because the previous email address was dnr at the Dave Bowman show.com. Do yeah. not resuscitate at the Dave. Because DNR was really a subsidiary of the Dave Bowman show. Yeah. It was just like an extra episode. It was a bonus weekend episode. That's all it, it was. was. Yeah. Whereas What the Frock kind of stands on its own, although... Got our own website. We do, called whatthefrock.org. Yeah. Where you can go and catch all the shows. You can comment. We have a Facebook page. We do. For What the Frock. And you can comment. You can you can tell us to bugger off. You can do whatever you want. With it. We, don't, we don't care. Yeah. You can email us, though, because that's usually the easiest way to, de- to, to deal with us. In fact, we have some pretty regularly emails. Steve, who's out yeah. traveling. Steve. Uh, all over the country, he emails us almost every almost every week. He didn't did he email us this week? I don't remember. Uh, I'd have to look. Uh, we get occasional texts from Mojav and some other folks, and mm-hmm. uh, you can text. You can just use the text number two zero nine five six five Dave. Um, but we do have an email address. Mm-hmm. WTF? Ta-da! At whatthefrock.org. Yep. That, and and you forgot that. I forgot that. Could not. <laughs> could not for the life of me come up with that. It was. It was like. It was like WTF at whatthefrock.org swiped left on me. And it was like, no, I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. But now because I'm vaccinated, it's, it's yeah. like, oh, I should reconsider. I'll swipe right. And now I can remember it. WTF at whatthefrock.org. We also have some other email addresses, Dave at whatthefrock.org and Rod at whatthefrock. So if you want me to know, but not Rod, you can send it to Dave at whatthefrock.org. If you want him to know, but not yeah. me, you can send it to Rod at whatthefrock. Or you can just send it to what the WTF at whatthefrock.org. So and yeah, ladies, if you want to complain about Dave and his uh, his uh, issues, you go ahead and send it to Dave. At won't do you any good, but you can complain about it. But you can, you can. I won't listen, but because He'll read it, but he won't listen. Apparently, I'm a misogynist and sexist. And 
and all that <laughs> stuff. And of course, you can drop us a line at What the Frock Facebook page, web page. And uh, we'd really appreciate it if you'd go on uh, iTunes and rate us, like the show, give us a five. If you're not going to yep. give us a five, don't bother. Okay. I'm just going to say, I know we're not supposed to say that, but really, it doesn't help if you don't give us a five. Yeah. And then if you could tell everybody why we're so great, that would be fantastic. Like yeah. Prince Harry, just tell us why well, we're so great. You know, you could still give us a five, but then complain about us in the, in you the could. text. That's fine. Yes, yeah. that would be okay. I, I would accept that. Yeah. I gave it a show. I gave the show a five because I really do like it, even though these people are jerks. Yeah, misogynist, misogynist. Right. <laughs> Darwin supporting jerks. Either way, that would do it. They fall right. one step beyond Darwin. <laughs> They're one step beyond. <laughs> I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Cook. And this has been... What the frock? <laughs>